Welcome to The Wrap, a weekly podcast about women's sports news and the big stories. Every episode will cover what's happened over the weekend, a favourite story and what to watch in the coming week. My name is Chloe Dalton. I'm an Olympic gold medalist in rugby sevens and an AFLW player. And I'm joined for the very first time by my co-host, Millie Dawson. Millie is an athlete manager who works with some of Australia's top female athletes. Welcome to the show, Mills. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I usually am, well, I obviously interview the athletes, but I'm usually by myself in hosting. So I'm glad I've got a bit of company. I know, this will be fun. So Mills, what are we trying to achieve with this weekly podcast? Our goal with this is to share the stories of female athletes and to make the news and highlights about women's sport accessible and digestible. So coming up on today's episode, we'll be joined by Professor Claire Hanlon to chat about a recent study that looked into the importance of comfortable uniforms for girls playing sport. Yeah, instead of those ridiculous crinkle cut skirts we used to wear in primary school to play sport. They were Horrible. ridiculous. <laughs> we have to, you used to have to wear like scungies underneath or bike pants. Oh, like scungies, don't even, what a throwback. What a throwback. Um, all right, let's take a look at Around the Grounds. This weekend, Lana Rogers claimed back-to-back Nutrigrain Ironwoman titles. So they had round six of the Nutrigrain Ironwomen series at Kingscliff Beach and Lana Rogers was pretty impressive um, over the weekend and so she'd taken out the series in 2020 and has done the same in, in 2021. So pretty impressive effort. Well done, Lana. In basketball news, Liz Mills is leading the way in Kenya. Yeah, so Liz Mills is an Australian basketball coach who grew up playing netball um, and is is a proclaimed self-taught basketballer. So she started coaching in Sydney before moving over to Africa and and kind of building up her career there. So she is currently the head coach of the Kenyan men's national team and she's breaking new ground over there in Africa. Um, She's the first woman to lead a men's national team to a continental championship with their win over the weekend. That's incredible. In golf news, Steph Kiriakou and Sarah Wilson were the first women to play in the Queensland Open. Actually, I've stuffed that up because they haven't played yet. But they will be the first women to do that. Lolly. Um, so that's from the 11th to the 14th of March that that's coming up. Um, so it's really cool. So they're actually going to be playing against the men, which is obviously not a common thing that happens across a lot of sports. And we see the teenage boy trolls that like to come onto our Instagram page to say that when we compare men's and women's sports that the women don't actually play against the men, which is it's a valid point. Um, and I think when we look at golf, I know these these two girls who are playing in this tournament um, have talked about the biological differences in terms of the distance of the men's drives obviously being a lot further. So the girls, when they're going into this competition, have to be pretty tactical about how they're getting it onto the green once they get closer. Um, but I think Golf Australia has done a massive amount of work in their diversity sector and they're, they're really pushing that uh, gender equality space. So uh, hats off to Golf Australia to to allowing the opportunity for women to play in these tournaments alongside the men and, and it's really interesting to see where that goes next. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch that one. Now on to the key story of the week. Jess Duffin returns to AFLW after 714 days off. That is a long time. That is Our a big, long time. Big hats off to Jess Stuffin. So she's a pretty incredible dual athlete. She's played um, cricket for years and years with the Australian women's side. In the 2013 season, she was awarded the Belinda Clark Award for being Australia's best international women's cricketer for the previous year. Um, She's been player of the tournament for multiple 2020 tournaments when she was playing for Australia. She's captained the Melbourne Renegades in the Big Bash. Um, And she also plays in the AFLW for North Melbourne, who heartbreakingly beat my Carlton team over the weekend. Congratulations to Jess on on that uh, milestone. The reason she was out for 714 days, which was the key part of the story that I missed, was that she had a baby, little baby Georgie. Um, So 
had a baby and then had a few issues, I think, around an adductor injury. So, um, yeah, big ups to Jess. I think that's incredible to to go through pregnancy, giving birth, and then to get your body in, in shape to come back and play at that level. Yeah, that's huge. I'm excited to watch her um, in this season. Up next, the presser. So there's some really interesting research coming out of Victoria. Chloe, do you want to tell us a bit about it? National research conducted by Victoria University has highlighted the importance of uniforms that make teenage girls feel comfortable and confident. We've got lead researcher, Professor Claire Hanlon, on the line to tell us more about this study. Claire, thanks so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit more about the key findings from this study that you've conducted? Yeah, so the research team, in collaboration with the Change Our Game Initiative and School Sport Victoria, We looked at a study for 12 to 18-year-olds girls where we surveyed to identify what do they actually want in sport uniforms to make them feel comfortable as well as confident within themselves to go out and play sport. You can have the great facilities and programs for girls, but if you're going to have sport uniforms that aren't going to make girls feel comfortable to play, you're going to flat out get them to the actual facility. Mm -hmm. So what we actually found from the survey was that girls actually prefer function rather than fashion, and that is that they'd prefer material that's breathable, that hides sweat, um, that's stretchy, and also is dark-coloured bottoms. And with that, they also, 90%, prefer to wear shorts, Mm -hmm. and the majority of girls prefer to wear T-shirts and not to wear skirts. Also, a main area was options. Girls want options so that they feel they're empowered to have a choice. Hopefully, the infographic that's been designed, and you can download it on the VicUni website or the Change Our Game website, and there's a Victorian study and a national study. These um, studies basically have been formed into infographics to help guide schools and sport clubs in relation to the policies and practices. Okay, great. And when you're conducting this research and, and from the results that have come from it, why do you think it is important for girls to feel comfortable comfortable and confident when they're playing sport? Even after releasing this these findings on Thursday, Friday, the feedback, whether that be on radio or via emails, was overwhelming based on the number of women or girls who have said that they have pulled out of sport because of the uniforms that they've worn. Wow. I've um, even in relation to the survey itself, we had open-ended questions. The number of girls that said, "Please stop making us wear white shorts." Mm. We feel we don't know when our monthly comes, and we're embarrassed at times. A girl looking at a someone who's playing nationally, if it's an outfit that may not be um, as flexible or uh, oriented towards making uh, you feel comfortable that could actually deter the girl from playing the sport. And again, that feedback was received from women as well as girls who participated in the survey. So it's massive. Sport uniforms play a key role to encouraging girls to um, not only attract but also to remain playing sport. Which is such a a big part of it. I even think back to when I was in primary school, which wasn't too long ago, and and thinking about playing sport in in a red pleated skirt, which is, (laughs) I guess, quite a ridiculous thought to think that we were running around with the boys and we we had our skirts on trying to be active and and do all those things. And then I know there's been some discussion around with the AFLW, how the away away shorts are a white colour like you were touching on there. So 
there's obviously a, a few different areas that, that can be addressed with this. So it was funded, the research was funded by the Victorian government and it's it's obviously been some, some really key findings in there. What do you think the next step is from here to be able to implement them and, and make change, whether that's at community sport level, grassroots or, or in schools and then, and then on to professional level as well? We're interested in impacts. So uh, we're in discussions at the moment with the Victorian government, with Change Our Game as well as School Sport Victoria and talking about how can we create impact based on these outcomes. So it's not just, here's an infographic, see you later. It's like, here's an infographic to start reflection, to start looking at what policies and practices you have, but let's look at the impact. That's what we want. That's what the Victorian government wants. That's what we want at School Support Victoria as well, in order to further encourage more girls to play sport. Thank you so much for for giving up your time and sharing some incredible insights about the amazing work that you're doing. Pleasure and keep up the great work with your podcast. Here's what we can't wait to watch this week in women's sport. In Nepal, our Australian Diamonds have finally come out of their two-week mandatory quarantine in New Zealand and they'll be taking on the Silver Ferns tonight, Tuesday 2nd of March at 5pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. You can watch this live on 9GEM. Maddie Proud, who was on the podcast this season, uh, could potentially be making her international debut. So good luck, Maddie. Oh, how exciting. In UFC, Australian Megan Anderson is up against Amanda Nunes in the co-main event of the UFC 259. Amanda Nunes has won 11 fights in a row with eight consecutive wins in the UFC title fights. You can watch that this Sunday on March 7th. Good luck, Megan. Can't wait to watch. Up the Aussies. And that's the wrap. Thanks so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed our very first episode of The Wrap. Let us know what you think and what you want to hear more of. If you liked it, send it to one person who you reckon will like to hear it. The Wrap will drop every Tuesday morning, wherever you get your podcast, to cover what's happened over the weekend, a favourite story and what to watch in the coming week. My interviews with top female athletes will still be dropping every fortnight on a Thursday. Sorry, I needed a break because I had back surgery. You can find us on Instagram at The Female Athlete Project and keep an ear out for a next episode of the podcast on Thursday where Chloe chats to an AFLW player with a really big kick. Well done, Mills. First episode. I reckon you nailed that. How did I do with my podcasting debut? I love that I'm the experienced podcaster. (laughs) I've done like eight episodes. (laughs) Nice, Mills. We're such experienced podcasters now.